Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast, the greatest podcast you'll ever hear in your entire life. The goat. Uh, it's been two weeks since we last potted, two but weeks. that's okay. Uh, this episode, we have our Fearless Beer Review, we have our vinyl pickups, and we're going to round out the show with some new music and other happenings in the music world. My name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there in the ether, is Jeff. Ding. Now, go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media, at Asinine Radio. And um, yeah, that's that's all I got. Let's ju- let's just jump right into the fearless beer review. What do you got? Well, I uh, I've been at home for a while, sick, so I haven't gone to the store. So what do I have in my fridge? Is uh, Estrella Jalisco? Ugh. Why? Estrella Why do you even Jalisco. Have that? I um, I think this beer is gross, but yeah, Sloan buys it for whatever reason. <sighs> I don't know. Um, I think it tastes like shit. But uh, yeah, here I am today. One of the uh, <laughs> one of the first beers I've had in over a week. So, Ooh, you're a wild one. I'm pretty pretty excited to taste this. See, you know, see what I've been missing. <laughs> see, what's going see what you've been on. missing with this shitty ass beer. I'm not even, I'm not wow. even gonna lime it up. It's gonna straight up down my ass. <sighs> that's disgusting. But yeah, this, well, I mean, this it's is, better uh, without a lime, but. Well, that's I don't know if that's true. This is this is big beer. This is Grupo Modelo, for all you okay. uh, heads out there. And you know, it's just a, it's a Mexican beer, and okay, it's gross. Yeah, no, it's definitely not good. So you're crazy. All right, so I got a uh, I went to the local liquor store over here, picked up a Stone IP a Stone Brewery beer. Uh, I picked up one called Exotic Destinations IPA. Never heard of it. Looks brand new. It's seven seven point five ABV. Uh, it says it's a hop fueled journey for what that whatever that means. So yeah. So um, I gotta open mine. I haven't even opened it. Yet. Have you opened yours? Yeah, dude. It fucking smells like barf. Like, ah, <laughs> oh, dude, it smells weird. Yeah, it's not good. That that beer is not good. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad we're back after this couple week hiatus. It's nice to to get back into it and have some beer. So, um, you ready? Here we go. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Is that good squishy? (laughs) Is it even cold? Yeah. No. Yeah. It's ice cold. But I'll tell you, there's nothing like a good like week long cleanse to to let all the great flavors of of shitty beer come out. (laughs) No. Like, <laughs> That's so gross. Like, it's been a long time since I've went over a week without drinking, and this is uh, this is pretty gross. Okay. Oh, well, no. we have a th- we have a three point rating system where three is a perfect beer, two is a good beer you're going to continue to drink, one is a bad beer but you should give it a shot, and zero oh, is a drain dude. pour. So, what do you give this one? Well, first of all, I'm gonna lime it up because this is too bad. 
Okay. I can't do this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but this is this is sub one. This is sub one. Okay. I want to try Takate now because after Takate is better though than this straight. Oh, Takate is uh, trash. Takate is like well, the trash, MGG of the fucking Mexican lagers. True, true, but it's still better than Estrella. But now, now, now I'm worried that that my palate has been destroyed for so long from, from these high percentage stouts <laughs> and just drinking constantly that my backy, my B2L is going to taste like shit too. Uh, I hope so. That way you'll stop drinking shitty beer. That's right. I got I got back of this coffee right here, so just in case. But yeah, this is sub oh, one God. right now before I lime it up. Okay. All right, so my beer, I uh, I like this one. It's pretty good. It's not super malty. It's pretty good, pretty solid IPA. I mean, honestly, Stone put out, for the most part, pretty good beer. So I have no complaints with this one. It's solid. Um, I'm going to have to give this one a 2.25. What did you say? Perfect three, like you give everything else? No, 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 no. I, come on, we all know I don't throw that, that rating out often. Uh, but yeah, no, 2.25, pretty solid stuff. I enjoy it. So yeah. Uh, oh, and also uh, our boy Raul, he did leave a comment. Oh. He did leave a review of this of this this uh, Exotic Destinations IPA. And this is what he said. <laughs> Raul, Mende- Ma- Ra- Raul Mondesi, this was on uh, December 26th of 2020, so he's still alive. So <laughs> less than a month ago. Wow. Uh, this is what he said. Like Burt Lancaster living that Hawaiian dream and thing, I want some of it. Like Greg Knoll dropping into a big one, I'm going to go for it. Like a hula girl that only hulas for Raul. Shake it for me, baby. I'm on it. Yeehaw. What That's his hell? review. <laughs> <laughs> Makes no sense. Ah, uh, Raul. I like this guy. I, like Now I think like he's like an even older guy because... Some of the <laughs> some of the, like the names that he's dropping are kind of like old money, old money actors. Yeah. So yep. if he's an older, older guy, not like not the like baseball player, that older we... guy, but like our grandparents, older guy. <laughs> I kind of think he is like he's just one of those old surfer guys from Huntington Beach. That's why that's how I view him because this obviously isn't the baseball player, unless it is, I don't know well, unless it really is, but yeah, it could be. It could be, but. I, I just always picture him as some like weird surfer dude from Huntington Beach. So, but yeah, there's there's that boy Raul, some guy who's like lives on the beach and his skin is so fucking leathery from just yeah. never using sunscreen his entire life that it looks like it's been caked on. Where his eyes, yeah, are and sunk he just like, in. and he just like chills and talks to people like strangers, just has conversations with strangers, like just one of those guys, super but, nice. But do you think he talks like, do you, like do you think he talks like this, dude? Or do you think he just talks um, kind of like normal? Because his, the way he writes makes it seem like he would just talk normal and not like talk yeah. like a super dude. I feel like he would talk normal, but he he still has that, that old school surfer vibe. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you took yeah, another sip of it? I, I, I double limed it because that was bad. Ugh. That's just, that, ugh, that sounds so gross. Mm. Wait, are you going to put lime in your B2Ls as well? No. Okay. No, I was gonna say that that's overkill. Those are perfect. They don't need limes. Well, that's definitely wrong. Okay, we good with our fearless beer review? We're ready to move on to our vinyl pickups? Yeah. Okay. So. All right. So it's been two weeks. We picked up stuff. We've got stuff in the mail. So we're gonna go through that first, and then we're gonna that that leads us into our songs of the week. So uh, what did you get this week? Or what have you listened to that's new this week? Go. Whew. 
Okay. So I didn't listen to a lot just because I was sick. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I just didn't feel like it. It was weird. So um, I did pick up a bunch of new vinyls the other day. Actually, it was mm-hmm. like a week and a half ago. But uh, I picked up three Blinks and a Green Day. I picked up Green Day's Warning, which is uh, so their fourth best now. And no. It is, it is good. It's a good album. Nothing wrong with it. <laughs> it sounds fantastic. <laughs> 180 gram? Um, I don't think so. Maybe it is. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, Green Day's Warning. It was a great album. I, I um, <coughs> got a little lime, <laughs> little pulpy stuck in my throat, my throat right there, my throat. <laughs> a pulpy. <laughs> a little pulpy stuck in my throat. Yeah, uh, it was. It was good. I, I, I've never seen uh, this in the wild, so I, I figured I'd pick it up because it was buy three get one free anyway. So uh, kind of made everything out to be a little bit cheaper. They ended up paying like I don't know, it was like twenty one dollars for this, so it's a good deal. It was a good right. good deal. And then I picked up three yeah, blinks. I've never seen it either. Blinks nine, blinks enema, mm-hmm. and then blinks enema strikes back. And none of them are colored, right? They're no, all black. All black. Okay. Yeah. I'm surprised nine isn't colored. I know. I was I was hoping it would be colored just because there's like one version that's not colored. All other ones like are colored and something. Yeah. Way. Usually, like, and like it's, the pinkish hue. Magenta. And it's such, like, a bright album cover as well. Like, you automatically think the record itself would be a colored variant. But um, out, of, out of the three, obviously, like, Anima Strikes Back is probably going to be... I think it sounds the best. It's 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 fantastic. It's a great live album. And mm-hmm. I don't know, dude. Like, when I heard Man Overboard again on the vinyls, with, a, <laughs> with, the, with I feel, a very decent setup... It was like mm-hmm. it was like I've heard it for the first time. It was unbelievable. It was all of all of the all of the tones were there that I wanted. It, like the low parts were super low and punchy. You know, some of the high yeah. th- were were just wailing. It sounded fantastic. Ah oh, man, you I need to get that so bad. You gotta pick I know. It up. I I see it all the time. I always see it in the wild, but it's always just like it's one of those things. Like I know it's always there, so I I don't need to buy it right then and there. That so. is true. Yeah. I guess I'm just waiting for like a some sort of deal online to get it for like less than twenty bucks. Ooh, That's pretty much what I'm waiting for. And then, so like I was listening to Enema, and I come to realize that I really dislike all organs in Enema of the State. All what? Of, all of the organ sounds, all of the synth sounds, they're fucking annoying. I can't stand what? them. What? Even in Wendy Clear? I can't stand them, dude. I just ah. You're so lame. I could not stand it. It's it's just like, dude, what was he thinking? So you get because there's <laughs> organs in like Dude Ranch, but yeah, a little bit. But yeah, you, but you get a guy like Trombino who kind of comes from like the post hardcore scene, and so he knows how to utilize organs to back up the band. Then you get like Jerry Finn in there, and Jerry Finn is clearly putting the organ Jerry. in the Jerry, putting him in the band <laughs> as if like th- that's the fourth member. Like, dude, this mm-hmm. three-piece doesn't need a fourth member. These guys tear it up all on their own. They are, they are insanely energetic. Like, why do you need to church it up like that? You don't. And then one of like the last notes on the entire album, one of the last sounds you even hear is an organ. <laughs> what the fuck? I was very irritated. The only parts I can, I can even think of right now that have an organ is Wendy Clear and Adam's song, right? Anthem? There's, there, Anthem has it too? Oh, like almost every song. Has a goddamn organ in it, really? Not not every song, but it's like it's like probably like five or six songs. Yeah, 
Huh. Yeah, I've only noticed those two songs. Dude, Interesting. Like, okay. I'm telling you, like one of the last things you hear is like the organ, is like the keys on Anthem. Like okay. to outro I mean, the Anthem. I, it's one of the last things you hear. And I'm like, Are you fucking kidding? Because Anthem is a killer song. Yeah, it's not it's like one of the worst songs on the record. No, it's not one of the worst songs on the record. It is. Come no. on, get out Aliens of here. Exist, easy. All the small things, easy, worst songs on the record. Yeah, those are the worst songs, but it's then it's anthem. It's the way she goes. It's crazy. Like that's the only that's the only Blink album where Mark song the Mark songs are better than the Tom songs. Oh, that's like all of the Blink stuffs, but that's no, it's not. Are you kidding me? No, no, not even. The Untitled record, the best songs are the Tom songs. The best songs on Toy Pash are Tom songs. Whoa, oh, oh. It's oh. true. Outside of online songs, Tom songs are the best. Yeah, I'm not going to get into this right now <laughs> because this is silly. But uh, okay. the organ is, is not my thing anymore. And Enema is, is, like, had it not been for California, Enema would be my least favorite Blink album. Wow. I just cannot stand the organ. The You're crazy. It's fucking annoying. It's irritating. I just, I, I think like I think Jerry Finn hijacked that project. Oh, <laughs> he hijacked it. No, he did. Dude, oh my these God, three no. kids. Look at look at Dude Ranch. Dude Ranch was three punchy kids that made a lot of fucking noise and wrote crazy catchy songs. Arguably as catchy as they did on Anima, maybe even more so. And then the, the producer for for Dude Ranch, Trombino, comes from that scene of of. Like post hardcore stuff, yeah, Drive like you, shit like that. He yeah. knows he knows how to make things sound raw. He knows how to make things sound punk. Jerry Finn churched it up, churched it up for the record labels, hijacked no. the project, and no. said, "Hey, do you guys want to like? Do you guys want to make a bunch of money and sell out, or do you want to just uh, write a killer record and people will forget about it in a thousand years?" And they're like, "Don't well, you we want money? <laughs> how dare you? You disrespect Jerry Finn like that." I think he hijacked the project. I do. I no, really you're do. crazy. The, the the huge change in sound was now. adding Travis to the band. I can see clearly now. No, you can't. Clearly, your your vision is clouded. I just think he hijacked the project and made, oh, him, made him big. He didn't. But he also made him sound like this fucking silly little pop act. No, you're t- get out of here. Get out of here. What, what else did you get? What like, else? I, I don't know the last time you listened to Enema, but you should probably listen to it again because clearly you've never I listened to it last week. <laughs> you must have had your fucking ears full of sand because you... You missed like <laughs> half of it, but that's all right. You'll get there. Uh, uh, I also, I also got this, this, this guy. His name is Jean Luc Ponty. Mm-hmm. His album Imaginary Never. Voyage. Uh, this was one that Sloan listened to, and I thought it was really good. It's this, it's this nineteen seventy six uh, jazz fusion album. It sounds totally lame, but uh, it was really good. He's a violin player, and he's played with like Mahi Vishnu. He played on their Apocalypse album. Oh, and then okay. toured with them, played with like a bunch of other stuff, and grew up in France, playing like in classical orchestra, like by mm-hmm. day, like when he was a kid in his in his early teens to like mid teens, he played in like classical orchestra by day. Then at night, he would sneak off and play like jazz clubs and like stay up all night basically and just double dip. So like this guy is just like <laughs> ingrained in jazz culture, and it's really cool. The guy's an animal. He's so fucking good. And that's cool. Like one of his earlier works was him doing like Zappa songs and then he somehow got mm-hmm. Frank Zappa to produce it and that kind of helped him gain fame in America 
And so then he came over here and then obviously worked with a fuck ton of people. But uh, yeah, it was good, man. It was really good. And he only plays the violin. That that seems weird for a jazz, a jazz group. Yeah, the violin's not really a jazz instrument, and he's kind of like the only person that was doing it at the time because everyone just kind of wrote it off as being like an orchestral piece. And, yeah. And people thought like, oh, you can't do jazz with a violin. It just doesn't make any sense. Bah! And he's like, well, <laughs> actually I can. And then he did it, and it was really good. <laughs> huh, okay. All right. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. PC. And then, uh, All right, what else? You got? One of the first things I picked up was this this um, this album called Swiss Movement by Les McCann, and hmm. it's it was it's it's one of my favorite jazz records. I think it's fantastic, but it was a little scratchy. It was like three dollars, so then I found mm-hmm. another copy, a much much cleaner copy, and so I picked that one up because it was like six dollars this time around, and it's like perfect, but. Um, I also took the old copy and put it in your pile, so you get to listen to it because really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. Yeah. So, so Les McCann, this is uh, this is this was an impromptu live performance from the '69 Montreux Jazz Festival, and mm-hmm. Montreux. Montreux. Because that's how I, I I googled it to say how how to say it to learn how to say Isn't it. Isn't it Montreux? Well, like the voice was like Montreux, <laughs> like it was like. I don't know what I feel like when you Google pronunciations, it should tell you how like a normal, boring, uneducated white American would say it. Yeah. Rather than a native of that language. Because <laughs> that's how I want to say it. I'm not going to be like mantra like every fucking time. That, but that's how they <laughs> said it. So that's that's what it sounds like. Mantra. You should you should say it like that every uh, time. Now I should. Yeah. So yeah. For the 69 Mantra Jazz Festival. And uh, apparently this was like a last minute jam sesh from these guys. The Les McCann trio had never performed with the sax player, Eddie Harris, or the trumpeter, Benny Bailey. Like none of them play with each other ever. And Eddie Harris was there at the festival performing. And then obviously Les McCann was there performing. And then Benny Bailey, the trumpeter, was just there to watch. And so they're like, hey, do you guys want to just like play music? And they said, sure. So they didn't talk about anything beforehand. They only said, here's the songs we're going to do. Let's figure it out. And it ended, up, it ended up being so fucking good that it was nominated for like a Grammy. It became a best-selling album, had a number one single, all from this crazy wow. impromptu session. It's it's good. That's pretty nuts. It, it's, it's, it doesn't even sound like it's, it's, it's like improvised, though. Like when you listen to it, it sounds like these guys have been playing forever. Everybody comes in just <laughs> absolutely perfect. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy to think what? that people can be this good. And where'd you get this from? This was uh, this was in a pile that somebody was selling on Facebook because they were moving, and so I went over to their house and bought a shit ton of jazz stuff. Okay. But originally, I bought it at Grace Records for three dollars because it just I don't know it looked really boring the cover. I thought this is probably <laughs> so good. You, <laughs> the opposite of of everybody else buying a record. You pick the most boring cover. Hey man, sim- simplicity, right? Sometimes, sometimes it works yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, you're very, you're very right. Mm. Sometimes. Yeah. So um, that's <laughs> that's it, except for my album of the week or my song of okay. the week. Let's get into that. Yeah, I also bought uh, the Shins, um, their album from Sh- or Shoots Too Narrow, their second album from 2003, and I picked the song "Kissing the Lipless." Okay, you want me to play it right now? <clears throat> you do whatever you want, kid. It's your pod. Okay. Here it is, Kissing the Lipless by The Shins. Mm-hmm. 
world to see if your back was still aligned and your sheets were growing grass all on the corners of your bed. But you've got too much to wear on your sleeves. There's too much to do with me. And secretly, I want you buried in the yard. The gray remains of a friendship scar. There's uh, Kissing the Lipless from the Shins. That was pretty good, man. Ooh. That was pretty good. Ooh. You didn't think I'd like it? I was I was worried. Well, it's kind of got like this weird folky pop stuff to it, but what I thought might get you was people always kind of, or even the guy James said that they try to go for like an old 60s kind of pop stuff like the zombies were doing with very strong mm-hmm. melodies matched with a little bit folkier kind of indie stuff and it's a toss okay. up. I don't know, it's a toss Yeah, up. I I can see that. I when I heard it, I immediately thought it sounds like a mix between the format and Phantom Planet. I got a lot of Phantom Planet vibes from it. Mm. But I'm a big Phantom Planet man, so that it was is good. that it is was good stuff. Yeah. So I know you hate Phantom Planet except for uh, California, but uh, we been know. on the run and other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, the, uh, shins, the shins are good. This is, uh, like I said, this is their second album. I think this album is a banger through and through, damn near perfect. And I've listened to it like four times already because it is so damn. good. It's it's just <laughs> like every lot. fucking song, dude, has just like insanely catchy hook to it. But if we did like an expanded twenty, maybe thirty favorite songs of all time, this song would be on my list for sure. Okay. This is uh, right. this is an unbelievable song. This is always my favorite song by them, and uh, it's just like fucking like three notes, dude, three chords the entire time. It's so easy, so basic. <laughs> it's good. I, I, it's delicious. I did enjoy it a lot. That was good. Well, good for you. It's a good pick, and I'm sure we'll we'll do this album sometime, right? Are, yeah, it's, it's on it's on the radar. It's on the radar. It's on yes. the radar. Okay, uh, so that's all you got for the vinyls? Yeah, that's it. It's been a slow week. Okay. Uh, it's been a busier week for me, uh, but I'll, I'll get through these really fast. Um, I got a lot of stuff, but I haven't, I didn't really go to any record stores. A lot of this has been stuff in the mail. Uh, so the first thing here I got was from, uh, somebody named Ramsey Lewis. I actually got this one for free and, uh, the album is called don't it feel good. And I got this one for free from the glass house. Cause I've been ordering from them a lot. Cause they do these like flash sales almost every day. 
And I guess I've ordered there enough to where they just send me free records now, along with what I've ordered. And this is one of the free records. Uh, this is his. He he's he's a he's like a jazz pianist and uh, composer. And this album came out in 1975. It's like this very funky jazz, like weird fusion thing. Uh, but it's pretty damn cool. It's his 45th record. Oh my gosh. And I think, it's, and like I said, this came out in 1975. And I think his first record came out in 1953. So 45th okay. record in like 22 years or 23 years or something. So yeah, so that's kind of crazy. Uh, and he's also put out over 80 albums. Oh uh, yeah, what I put here, he put he's put out over eighty albums since nineteen fifty six. That's what it is, and um, and yeah, this one peaked at number three on the jazz charts, which is kind of weird because it's more funk than jazz. But what are you gonna do? But yeah, th- apparently this guy's really famous and he's won a, sh- a ton of Grammys and it's really good. I mean, if you ever saw it for a dollar, I'd I'd recommend it. It's it's a fun listen through. So, and it, I mean, for getting it for free, it, it has some surface noise, but outside of that, it, no skips, no loops. So I can't complain. Freeze for me, um, baby. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, the next one I got here, I got from uh, The Glass House as well. Uh, I actually bought this one. This one is from Roy A. Roy. Fuck. I can never. Ooh. Why do I have such a hard time saying that name? Roy Ayers. Ayer. Ayer. Ayers. It's his uh, album called Daddy Bug. Uh, it came out in 1969. Uh, it's like a, it's a jazz. It's kind of like a jazz record. And I didn't know, I didn't know anything about this. I just heard like some of the songs before I bought it, but I didn't read anything about it until I got it in my hands. But it was produced by Herbie Mann. Herbie. This record was Herbie Hancock plays the piano on most of the songs, and all of the songs were originally by Antonio Carlos Obi. So, yeah. So it was like a. I just it was like a rush of information that I got once I was reading all the liner notes on the on the actual sleeve. It's a ringer of an album. But yeah, it's pretty damn good. It's 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 pretty good. I, I really enjoy it. And there's there's some xylophone or vibraphone on it. That's it. Which is like my new my new thing that I'm obsessed with. So I got that one. Good stuffs. Um, the next one is also from Glass House. It's uh, Jorge Ben. I got his twelfth album called Solta O. Pa- Paveo. I don't know how to, I don't speak Portuguese, but uh, this came out in 1975 and the title translates to Unleash the Peacock. And uh, if, if you've never heard Jorge Ben, he's like, he is the greatest Brazilian artist to ever live. He's, he's amazing. He has a great voice, great songwriter. And uh, yeah, so I got his record and it's, it's what you'd expect. I mean, if you've heard Africa, Brazil, this came out like I think Africa Brazil is his fifteenth album, so this came out just like two years before that. But you could start to hear that that more like world influence, moving away from kind of like the samba and the bossa nova, moving more into the world sounds and Afrobeat, and you can kind of hear it on this one. So this one, it's a great record. I recommend it. But I've never seen him in the wild. Never seen any of his records in the wild. So I've only had to buy his stuff online, which is a little bit more pricey for me, but it's worth it because I. I think he's fantastic. Uh, what else do I got? I picked up. Uh, I'm almost done with my my Mahav- Mahavishnu Orchestra collection's almost complete. I think I need just one more. Yeah, I just need one more record. The last record they did in the late '80s, which is supposedly really bad, <laughs> but I picked up uh, Visions of the Emerald Beyond. This was um, the record that came out in 1975. It's their fourth album. It's the second incarnation of the band. So, so a lot of fans don't like this incarnation of the band, but I think it's still really good. I think this record's really good. I think Apocalypse is really good, that orchestra one. 
that I talked about a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, it's the same lineup. Well, you and like I think it's, the visions of, of the Emerald Beyond? Yeah, I thought it was good. I, I mean, I don't know why people... Be, I mean, it's not as good as the Intermounting Flame, but it's still really fucking good. Did, I don't know why people bitch about this. Did you like the violin? Yeah, it was the same guy. Same guy. Jean-Luc Ponty. Yeah, it's really good. And I still don't understand why this this band is always grouped as a jazz band because they're like they're so much more than that. They're straight up prog. Because but every time they're listed as jazz. Because anytime you have anything that remotely sounds like any type of jazz or jazz fusion or anything in that entire world that's going to be grouped into jazz because besides like people like us like your your mm-hmm. normal record store shopper is not going to fucking care at all about this section. That's true too, I guess. Yeah, there's really never any prog sections. Like nobody <laughs> fucking cares because it's like it's just stupid. Like realistically, it's it's a dumb fucking genre which is a bunch of guys jerking each other off to see how good they can possibly be on one song. <laughs> it's too That's much. That's true, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess now that I think about it, it's like Pink Floyd's always in the classic rock. Rush is in the classic rock. Genesis is in there as well. All these classic prog rock bands are are always in the classic rock. So yeah, they're, they're, I guess they're lucky. Sense. They they broke free from that prog uh, stigma. <laughs> but not really. Pink Floyd. Pink all Floyd three of those did bands for are, sure. Nah, no, not really. There, no, no, I don't agree with you. Any, per- you're crazy. Any, any person who's not <laughs> who's not heavily into music. When you, when you say, hey, like, give me some classic rock bands. Oh, Zeppelin, ACDC, Pink Floyd. Absolutely. Uh, All day long. Okay. Okay. All right. You're proving, you're proving me wrong. Okay. Whatever. Whatever, Jeff. <laughs> um, so I also got, uh, well, this one, this is an album that I got months and months ago, but I finally listened to it on vinyl, even though I've already listened to it on Spotify. But it's a Deep Purple and their Made in Japan record. Finally listened to it on vinyl. And, uh, Just because it's one of like, I made you? What do you mean? Because we did Deep Purple this week. That's the only reason why you listen to it? Well, and also because I, I mean, I've just been, that's all I've been listening to is Deep Purple just because I've been enjoying it for the most part. And I just, and I've already, like I said, I've already listened to this record months ago on Spotify. But yeah, I, I remembered I actually had it on vinyl. So I, I pulled it out and listened to it for the first time. So, but it's one of those annoying ones that with the double LP where one LP is side one and four and then the other LP is side two and three. Yeah, I still don't know so, why that that, does, uh, that that is. It's so annoying. But but no, this, this live <coughs> record, not only do they play so well, but the songs that they do play are some of their best songs. So like Space Trucking, oh. it's one of their best songs. And that's the whole last side of the record. I love that song. And Child in Time is another banger of a song. So it's it's great, but we'll get more into Deep Purple later. So uh, the next one I got here, I got from Amazon because apparently this EP is always very, very cheap. And oh. um, I don't even really like this band that much, but I picked up Tool's uh, Opiate EP, their very first EP. And this is really the only thing I've ever really liked from this band because um, it's the most straightforward that they've ever done. It's not just a build up the entire time. They're actual songs. So, um, yeah, I picked up Opiate for like $5. So did you. And um, I don't. Did you listen to your copy? I did. I forgot to put that on my list. I listened to it last night before I went to bed, or before <laughs> I retired. What'd you think of it? I thought it was fine. I didn't. I didn't hate it at all. And I. I thought like, dang. If only everything sounded similar to this, or kind of had the same type of structure, or 
even wasn't so kind of pretentiously douchey, I would listen to more <laughs> Tool. I know, right? The CP is pretty I good. It. And for five bucks, I mean, come on, that's a steal. So and then I was trying to look up what uh, who who he was talking about. Like the first the first song on the live side, <clears throat> he says, mm-hmm. "Let's get that Bob Marley looking motherfucker out of here." Or something like that. And I, who is he talking to? So I try to look it up, but I could, there's a lot of speculation and stuff. I couldn't figure it out. What's the speculation? Somebody was talking about how the dude from Green Jelly, uh, that's that's like his club. And the person they kicked out had something to do with with that. Oh, okay. But I guess um, Bill Manowar, I think his name is, from Green Jelly. And he he said like mul- apparently he said multiple times that it's not him it wasn't at his club it has nothing to do with anything, and some people were saying that it's just a guy who kept blowing an air horn during their set, and like <laughs> just like being happy and excited and and, and, and Maynard kicked him out. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck brings an air horn? <laughs> oh, I love that! I love that! It's such like a dick move. To bring a fucking air horn to a show. <laughs> I know, it's so obnoxious. It's, obnoxious. <laughs> it's so, it's so disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. That bomb oh, looking motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, the the next one I got here, also from the Glass House. Uh, it was fairly cheap, and it was so I had to get it. It's a uh, Incubus. Incubus is Trust Fall Side A. Came out I think in 2013, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's just four or five songs, and um, yeah, a couple of the songs are just whatever, but then the other two are like real, really big bangers, so uh, it's it's good. It's a good little thing, and I'm glad I got it. I've never seen this in the wild. I always see side B, but I've never seen side A in the wild, so I got that one, uh, and then also from Glass House, this one I was really stoked for. I was during their flash sale, and friend of the pod, Mike, was trying to get this record as well. But I was quicker than he was, and I got it. And that was Misfits' Walk Among Us. I got this. It's always really expensive. Everywhere, I, everywhere I've seen it in the wild or online, it's always so expensive. But I got it for 30 bucks, So I was so stoked about that. And it's like in immaculate condition. The pressing's from, I think, 1988, so it's very old. Um, it's a repress, obviously. But uh, yeah, no, it's, it's fantastic. And uh, now my, my Misfits collection's almost complete, so... Just, very very excited it's so crazy like how expensive and popular misfits records are because mm-hmm. the only ones you see kind of like constantly stocked are is like static age or the the comps yeah and earth ad i see that one yeah a lot too. that one that one's always there too but yeah. everything else but walk among us is never there yeah i don't know why this record never gets repressed i don't get it it doesn't make any sense like this is their this is arguably their most popular record and yet it doesn't have any real rep- or like recent represses. It's dumb. It's so dumb. <laughs> and what's even crazier, like Radiation Records here in Fullerton, they have a copy of Walk Among Us and they're selling it for five hundred bucks. Five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars for for a copy Come of Walk on. Among Us. Is yeah. Radiation like 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 nickels? Like there's shit all over the place and it looks dirty. There's shit everywhere. Come on, but radiation. But Radiation they they specialize in like more obscure or rare vinyl like in the punk and metal genre. So they have a lot of shit, but it's most of the shit you've never heard of. So, and it's, they have a lot of expensive <sighs> stuff there. That's, that's gotta be like 
like them wanting to, to sell it online because there's just, there's no way that area somebody's gonna walk in with five hundred bucks and buy one album. That's just it's just no way. Yeah, that's true. Well, they they do do a lot of stuff online. I know that because every time I've gone there, they just have like stacks upon stacks of stuff of outgoing mail, out, outgoing records and stuff and CDs and cassettes. So I mean, they sell a lot of shit online every day. And then, but and every time I've been in there, there's always like at least a few people in there. No matter what time time of day I'm in there, there's always at least one or two people in there besides me. So it, it gets, I mean, busy for what it is. So it is what it is, I guess. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> but um, the next one I got was from uh, what is this? Sound of Vinyl is that the website? Sound of Vinyl, right? The, yeah, that's a website. That okay? Yeah, then that's right. I didn't get it from SRC. I got it from Sound of Vinyl. Uh, I got picked up AFI's Black Sales in the Sunset. Great little deal on that. I used the discount code. Um, got it. And it's it's not it's it's the nitro repressing on like the gray marble. Uh, but it's like it's looks like it got fucked up, so it has like a lot of bunch of like white splotches all over it. So I don't know if I got like a weird pressing of it or or if like all of the all of this this version of it is like that, but it was really weird, but it looks really cool. And um yeah, there's a bo- like all the other Nitro releases that have been repressed. They put bonus songs on it, so the song "Lower It" is uh, at the end of side A. So that was a nice little touch to it. And then they put the bonus track "Midnight Sun," the one after "God Called in Sick Today." That's at the end of side B. But what happens is when you fin- when you finish "God Calls in Sick Today," it gets stuck in a in a loop, so a silent loop. So it just goes over and over again. So you have to move the needle just a tiny bit, and then it'll play "Midnight Sun," mm. which is kind of cool. Got that one. It it sounds a little flat overall, but <gasps> whatever. It was like it was. I paid like seventeen dollars for it. So that's like the last one too. What do you mean? Because you told me that you bought it, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna buy it." And I looked online, and it was sold out again. Oh yeah, it was, huh? And it was sold out before that because I had been checking like constantly, sound of violence, see if they <laughs> restock their shit. And that one was specifically the one that I wanted because I wanted to use a discount with it. Yeah. So you got lucky I, with that I one, mean, kid. Yeah, I did. I'm sure they'll restock it. If, if they restocked it so recently, I'm sure they'll do it again. I don't buy online unless I get discounts. <sighs> well, I feel like Sound of Vinyl always has discounts. So you'll, you'll get it. You'll get it. One day. Um, this next one I got from To The Stars, the, uh, the, the store down in Encinitas, California. If you don't know, it's owned by Tom DeLonge Tom from uh, Blink-182 and Angels and Airwaves, and um, they surprise surprise pre-ordered uh, a couple weeks ago. They surprise pre- put up a surprise pre-order for the single, the Angels and Airwaves single, All That's Left Is Love. And they put up two different variants. One's like a clear orange splatter. The other one's like a, a bright orange sp- bright orange variant, 7-inch. Uh, and I picked up the orange one because the clear one was already sold out. But I picked up that, got it this week, and um, yeah, it's just one song. <laughs> the other side is just an etch, an etching on, on the B side. <laughs> it's only so one song. It's literally only one song. But <laughs> they couldn't even put anything on the other side. <laughs> right, I know. They, they, it's silly, I know. But I got I to gotta get all the Tom DeLonge stuff. Like That's my, that's my vinyl goal. <laughs> my, my vinyl goal is to get all of Tom, Tom DeLonge stuff on vinyl and to get all of Korn stuff on vinyl. That's my, uh, that's my goal. So there you go. I picked that one up. I mean, the song's good. I, I don't know what else to say. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> a few weeks ago, I also got obsessed with like buying stuff on Discog. So I bought a shit ton of stuff. And the last of those things came in just a few days ago. And that was Plus 44's When Your Heart Stopped Beating. Oh. Uh, 
I got the pink variant. So I, I got the very special pink variant. And uh, this is an SRC repress from a few years ago. And uh, I've never seen the pink for sale, but it was it was the cheapest copy on Discogs. So I feel like I really lucked out on that. So I got that one. And I mean, this I mean this record just blows me away every time I fucking hear it. It is so good. It is so it's fucking perfect. good. It's, it's, it's a banger. <sighs> it's three out of three. Easy. Oh, yeah, 100%. And it just it. I wish they. I mean, I would love them to reissue this album. But then, like we we talked about before, like making it a dub, a double LP and have like some of the bonus songs and acoustic songs on it. That'd be so cool. That would like but, that's that's no fucking brainer. Like, there's no reason why that shouldn't happen. I know, I know, because some of those those acoustic versions, some of those acoustic versions are so amazing. And there's all, there's enough of them to make a second album. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So I got that one. The red, pink vinyl, and even the cover's pink too. So I, I like how they 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 did the three variants, even like cover wise. I've always liked that. And uh, the last two here, the last one being my uh, my my song of the week. Uh, I I took the plunge and I bought two Blood Hung Gang records. Uh, the first one I got was Hooray for Boobies. This is the clear variant, and where the center of the record is like an actual boob and nipple. So you put you put the little you put the the spoke i guess you could say through the hole and but it's actually the nipple Hmm. and it looks really stupid um yeah so hooray for boobies it's a double lp 180 gram got it off of uh, sound of vinyl with the black sails in the sunset and damn dude this record's a banger too and they they did like a really good job uh like mastering this for vinyl because it sounds really good it sounds fantastic the really like heavier songs like i hope you die and along comes mary and uh, what's uh, yummy down on this? Like those songs sound so heavy on it. Like on this record, it's good, really good stuff. And then the last thing here I got was from Discogs, and it is Bloodhound Gang's One Fierce Beer Coaster. This is their second record. Came out in '96. Um, it's more rock based, uh, more rock and punk based than their other records, but there's still a lot of hip hop influences and a lot of you know the DJ stuff. But it's a solid record. It's like I said, it's it's my favorite, and I got this one specifically because there's a song that they have called "Yellow Fever." It's wildly racist and wildly offensive, and it was only ever pressed on like the like the first two pressings of this record back in the '90s. Every every repress, it's not on there. It's never. It's not on any of the streaming sites like Spotify or Apple Music. <laughs> so I I got this very. I was very stoked to get this one. And uh, yeah, and it was it was fairly cheap because this record goes for a lot, especially the old older copies. So I got this one for pretty damn cheap. But I'm not going to play the offensive song. Um, I'm going to play another one, and it's called uh, "Lift Your Head Up High and Blow Your Brains Out" from the Blowdown Gang.
All right, there's uh, Lift Your Head Up High and Blow Your Brains Out from the Bloodhound Gang. What do you think of this song? <laughs> you all right? Oh, God, dude. Every time I listen, <laughs> listen to this song this week, I laugh so hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. The lyrics are so good. Uh, He's such you know, a uh, dick, but it's so funny. The, you're still <laughs> not really able good. to hear me part. But you, <laughs> I, know. Oh my God. I laugh every time I hear that. Uh, do you remember in high school our senior year of high school um in in the yearbook you could you were able to put like a quote down next to your picture as a senior yeah do you remember that okay so i i being such a huge fan of this band and this record at the time i uh my quote next to my (laughs) next to my picture was life is short like a bodybuilding elf that was my quote and they actually printed it in the yearbook. If you go back to the 2005 Esperanza High School yearbook, that is the quote next to my my picture. Very stupid, <laughs> but it's so funny. Oh, it's good. This whole record is just, it's so funny and it's so offensive at points. I I mean, we're going we're gonna to eventually do this record on the pod. I just don't know when because I really want to do it. But, ah, dude, it's it's great. Anybody who hasn't heard it, go listen to it. It's it's awesome. So that's my uh, that's yeah. my haul for the week, and um, yeah. yeah, there you go. So uh, you ready to move on? Yeah, yeah, we can move on. Sure. Okay. Sure. Okay, so we're done with the vinyl haul and the songs of the week. Let's get into some new music that's come out. Uh, it's, like I said, like I said earlier, it's been two weeks since we recorded last, so quite a bit's been released. Uh, Death Cab for Cutie finally widely released the Georgia EP. This is the one that they put up for one day, like a month ago. Uh, just covers of bands or groups from uh, from Georgia. So that one's up on the streaming services. And so go buy it, go listen to it, whatever you want to do. Uh, Five Iron Frenzy, your boys in Five Iron Frenzy, yeah. put out a new record called Until This Shakes Apart. Did you listen to it Mm-mm. or no? I did not. I should have. I have not either. So, I mean, if you like good Christian ska music, then uh, give why, it a shot. Why, is it, why did you even have to put that word in there? It's just good <laughs> ska music. It is good ska music, but they're 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 a Christian band. But that doesn't have any effect on whether or not their music is good. No, but their their music is really good. But I don't know about this record. I haven't listened to it, so can't say. Uh, the next uh, thing we have here is some new songs. Our uh, friend of the pod, Wes. We went. To, we've known this guy for a long time, for fifteen plus years. And um, he's playing with friend of the pod, Dane, and Dane and the Death Machine. They were bandmates and songwriters together. And uh, Wes decided to record a cover of the Nirvana song, Rate Me. Put it up on SoundCloud, and um, I'm just going to play it right now. So here's our buddy Wes with Rate Me.
right, there's our buddy Wes and uh, his cover of Rate Me from Nirvana. Pretty good stuff. I thought it was a cool cover. Solid cover. Solid cover. Guy. Yeah, he did a good job. He did. He sang. He did. All, he played all the instruments. So good on him. Good on him. All right. The next thing we have here, Haley Williams. Uh, she put out a new song called Teardrop. Would, you didn't like this one? No. Who would like this? This is boring. This is this is lame. Why? I don't get it. Why don't you like her? Be- I just told you because this is boring and lame. Oh, lame like gosh. a duck. So dumb. Lame I thought like it was pretty duck. good. You thought this was not pretty her, good, really. You thought not, this was not her best good. song. It's not her best song, but it was good. You, yeah, it was good. You, you, you're just stuck in the hole now, so you feel like you have to like some of this fucking. <laughs> no, I don't. Being put out. That's completely untrue. Completely untrue. Well, then, then you're fucking again. Your ears are still full of sand because there's no reason why anybody <laughs> should like this song. So they're no longer run over by a truck. They're now full of sand. Yes. Okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. Uh, the other new song, Death Cab for Cutie. Uh, this is on their Georgia EP, but I thought I wanted to I put this here because I thought you would like this. They did a cover of Waterfalls by TLC, uh, but apparently you hated it because you had just have no uh, yeah, was no sense of good taste. It was boring. So, yeah, I guess you suck. I thought it was a good version. I thought it was a good cover. Well, I mean, the, the song itself aside from just being nostalgic isn't very good dude you're crazy but you fucking listen to little cam you do all that shit but you talk shit on tlc oh wouldn't i talk shit on tlc i just said waterfalls you just did i said waterfalls that's, isn't good that's talking shit i just I that is talking that shit. song isn't very good it's stupid oh my god okay well you better like the next two songs because they're from my guys in afi they put out two new songs one is called twisted tongues the other one is called Escape from Los Angeles. What do you think of these? They were fine. I didn't. I didn't think that these were like great songs by any means. And Oy. I'm not about to like jump on the pre-order bandwagon here. But I didn't hate these songs. If this is if this is where AFI is going, then um, that's fine. I I, <laughs> I accept, and I'm aware that they're never going to be what I want them to be. And that's just un- unrealistic for to even expect someone to be that. True. So this is fine. I have, I have really no problem with this. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to play one of the songs. I'm going to play Escape from Los Angeles. Uh, they're putting out a new record sometime this year, but they haven't released any sort of date or anything. But here's um, Escape from Los Angeles from the AFIs.
right, there you go. AFI and their song Escape from Los Angeles. Do you, you like this one more than the Twisted Tongues? Um, this one's a little bit faster, but I I um I don't like like either of these more than the other. Hmm. But okay. I don't dislike them. I don't know. This is just uh if this is like just, the filler for their upcoming album, then I would be pretty happy. <laughs> I mean that's doubtful, but <laughs> I mean, why release these if these are going to be fillers? Well, maybe they think that they're good and they're they they're, they will realize their error. But is this like is this a thing? Is this isn't this like old news or old old stuff to to reproduce eighties styled music? People still do that. I guess that's still like cool. I, I think so. I, right? I, I still hear like a lot of eighties influence in music, new music. I, so, I mean, this is like radio. I don't know because I, I this is bizarre to me that they that that they're, that they're going this direction. This is like straight up The Cure. That, that's what it is. <coughs> it sounds so much like The Cure. Not Maybe not vocally, but definitely music-wise. It's, it's, this song especially is very Cure-esque. But, and the way he says West Coast, it's like coat. Like it's almost like Tom DeLong. It's almost like the, oh, the, the Poway the accent. The Poway accent, sure. Yeah. So. But yeah, there you go. Escape from Los Angeles from AFI. Uh, no Effects put out a new song called Linoleum. Uh, this is going to be on their off their new record that comes out in February, uh, called a single album. I think that's what it's called. Um, and yeah, this is cool, right? Or you hate it? You just hate everything now. I don't know. Yeah, I just hate what everything now. Well, they they <laughs> they um like the video they they kind of put out for it was kind of funny because they made fun of everyone that's ever covered linoleum, and they said they all did mm-hmm. it bad, and then they played it, and then they played like a montage of all the bands that have played linoleum over the years <laughs> yeah that was kind of yeah, it was an interesting video it's kind of cool yeah. but it's uh, a lot of fucking videos they played too it was all right i don't know it was okay i guess and then avenge sevenfold where they were the band and they were playing the song yeah or pretending to play the song so that was that was kind of weird seeing avenged be friends with no effects i mean yeah. i know brooks wackerman being with bad religion and the vandals <sighs> but that would be the connection, but yeah, it's weird. Well, it just seems weird because they are two wildly different personalities, it seems like. Yeah. One is Avenged fun, Sevenfold. one is very serious. <laughs> yeah, too serious for their own good, for sure. I don't know. So, yeah, they put it out. I'm going to pre-order the record. It's like $13, I think. Or no, not, I think it's like $15 on the Fat Records site. And it's a cool color variant, so I'm just, I'm going to, I haven't pre-ordered it yet, but I'm going to. Well, I think the color variant's now sold out. So oh, is it? You're getting black for 13. Whatever. Whatever. It's fine. It's cheap. I'm sure the album will be good. It's not going to be bad. They never really put out a bad record. No, except for is, like their first record. That is true. Most of their stuff is at least good. It's good. Yeah. What was the first ditch effort? The last record they put out? That one wasn't great, but it was, um, it wasn't bad. It wasn't horrible. Uh, they just don't I listened take, to it a couple times. They don't take like a lot of really big chances. Like if you listen to their... No. A lot of their music, it's it's like the same fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, no offense to your boys either, but like the Bloodhound hey. Gang, they also like a lot of their shit. Like, is pretty much like the same beat. No, uh, come on, man. Yeah. There's, they're way more. They're way more intricate than you're 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 saying right Musically, now. Musically, no, no. The ba- there's some really good bass playing. There's some really good bass playing. Mm, no, lyrically, obviously, yeah. Oh, come on, dude. Mm-hmm. And the drumming on One Fierce Beer Coaster is really good. Mm-mm. That kid was a killer drummer. They've yeah, they've pretty was. much. I mean, I'm not I, I'm not like a true head. I've listened to their albums 
some of their their deeper ones. They only have like what five, six albums. Five albums, yeah. I, I've listened to like their last one like once, but yeah, dude, they they they've no okay. intricacy in their music, no. I, I mean, I, you need to listen to them again, but and and you will when we rank their albums when we do one fierce beer coaster sometime in the future. There you go. Uh, the next one here, Tom, Tom Morello, Serge Tankian, and Gang of Four put out a song called Nothing's Not In It. And I don't know what this is, and I don't really like it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like it? No, dude. Serge was, was so bad, annoying. Right? I know, right? It was, it was bad. It wasn't good. I couldn't believe they took like his iconic way of singing and made it <laughs> annoying. That was so irritating. I know. Is this a cover? What is this? I, I don't even know. Well, Gang of Four is. Uh, th- th- I only know of them because, fuck, one of their albums we've talked about like a shit ton of times. Their their first album, Entertainment or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Who did it? Somebody did a cover of, of a song from there. Fuck. Now I'm like totally back. Maybe Rage did. Maybe Rage did a live cover. No, it was somebody weird. It was like the Police or somebody. Hmm. Okay. For the Clash. Maybe I don't. I clash. can't imagine. I can't imagine the police doing a, a cover. I don't know. Well, like, like, like Gang of Four is, is is an old like punk band from from like the seventies. So okay. I think they're coming back into prominence because everything cycles. I guess I don't know. Yeah, people but, love nostalgia. But I don't know. Just don't throw a bunch of names into a hat and then like pull out a super group and expect things to always be great. It's just, it's irritating. And that's why profits of rage did not (laughs) succeed without, without any kind of like thought process behind who was playing together. Just don't do that. It's irritating. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it was bad. I'm not even going to play it. It's, it's shit. So the last thing we have here is Foo Fighters. They put out another new song called waiting on a war. Um, After their last song, which was really good. This one was really disappointing. It, it kind of has like a nice build to it, but outside of that, it's just kind of boring. Falls flat. I'm sure you'd agree. Yeah. I mean, if I'm saying that, then you definitely agree. Yeah. So. It was no. This was nothing compared to whatever that last song we played was. Yeah. This this song just kind of is really boring. I really hope the the album itself is going to be good. I just based off of that one song that was good, I have confidence that there's going to be at least half the record that's good. So, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. David Cross. And um, that's it for new music. And the only other thing that's really happened that's been significant was just this morning it was announced that Phil Spector died. He was 81. Uh, I mean, he, he he's not a very good guy. He died in jail, in prison, because he killed somebody uh, back in 2003. But what he did for music back in the 60s was revolutionary with the Wall of Sound, otherwise known as the, the Spector Sound. Uh, we've talked about it on the pod extensively and, uh, yeah, it was a truly remarkable thing that he did for the music industry. And, but yeah, he died today at 81. It's, um, so it's pretty crazy how our society like copes and deals and and feels about death as opposed to Mm -hmm. like sexually based crimes because like Bill Cosby, right. He got, he got canceled and, if you own Bill yeah. Cosby records, you're throwing those out for sure. But <laughs> True. Phil, like Phil Spector killed somebody. But if you're going to throw out all the albums that Phil Spector had a possible hand in, I mean, mm. you could be throwing out but half you're not the gonna, collection. Nope. Yeah, and you're not going to be throwing out Let It Be. 
from the beginning. Well, well, I mean, you probably come throw on, it easy out. there. I would, <laughs> I, I would never even buy that one. But, <laughs> but like just all the people that that he is. I don't know. He is not just like the Beatles and and the Beatles members, but even even like I don't know, just music in general. Yeah, he created what eventually became the Loudness Wars, and what became you know, modern compression, which we constantly shit on because of Feldy, um, is a big culprit of that, but he kind of like did that or he started that, but in a very organic and a very good way. I hate using the word organic. I wish I hadn't said that, but he, he was able to do it and not make it sound like fucking shit. Like a lot of modern compression does. And it's, 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 it's just like the way music is written in the studio that carries on to even like modern day music and, and like Mm -hmm. punk music and metal music and everything that we hear today can somehow be traced back or is more than likely could be traced back to Phil Spector. So it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's just weird how our society views death over other crimes where you can be canceled for something, but then you, you literally take somebody's life in cold blood. And then go to prison for it, and yeah. that's kind of okay. Just, uh, just a thought. I don't know. It, it is a thought, definitely, and not to say that we we agree with what Bill Cosby did because we absolutely do absolutely do not. But it is an interesting thought, and how we how we view like I don't know. I'm not going to get into it. I'm, it's I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's too much. Yeah, it's, it's 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 a rabbit hole that doesn't need to be good be uh, you know talked about. Well, so. Um, I don't know. We got anything else? You all good? <coughs> no, that's it. Whoa, Jesus Christ! That was so fucking loud. Yeah, well, sometimes you uh, sometimes you get a cough because you got something in your throat. Oh my God. Okay, so that's it. I mean, this is Ask Night Radio. Thank you all for listening to the podcast. And um, go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at uh, Ask Night Radio, and stay tuned for the main episodes because we're getting into Deep Purple and their album Fireball. And that's it. That's all. Thank you.